Hey, Redemption Church, uh, Pastor Vince here, and uh, this is Vinny G Live for Thursday. Now, normally, Vinny G Live is a combination of uh, Vince Garvey and Anthony G. This is not Anthony G. Nope. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Kaylee. I work for the church. I'm really excited to be here today, and I'm not Anthony. I'm not as funny as him, so we'll see how this goes. You're funny, though. Um, I have my moments. You work for the church. Tell, tell. For, I mean, most of us, everyone that's probably watching is going to know what you do, but why don't you share for, obviously, the hundreds yeah. of people that are tuning in. Hundreds of people, yeah. yes. Um, so I do community and global outreach, so really fun to get to hang out with the neighbors and partners in the city and in the world, and then um, I also work for Arizona 127, so it's a fun job combining the two of those. And Arizona 127 is? Is uh, a faith movement engaging the church in uh, caring for child welfare. So we work with foster, kinship, adoptive families, and lots of other things in that. Yeah, super awesome. Thank you for doing this. Yes. Kayla and I have been talking about doing this for <clears throat> about a couple weeks. Um, however, apparently I forgot to tell her it was going to happen mm -hmm. this day, like today. So it was on the mm -hmm. radar, but we had not, I had not scheduled this time. And so big thanks to Kaylee. I showed up at 2.51 and told her, hey, we're on in nine minutes. And she was gracious and uh, available and is willing to sit down and have this conversation with us. So the uh, reason why I wouldn't have Kaylee on was obviously in the COVID season and, and the craziness that is our world right now. There was this right. We we we're hearing of church closing down, and then we start thinking, man, needs are going to rise. So, could you just talk about like some of the initial impetus to, towards the community response team, which you can even describe it if you want, and just kind of what were some of your initial thoughts as like this stuff was rolling out, and like, hey, we need to be present. And what did that look like? Yeah, um, I think it's just a, a desire to care. I think if you've been around us a while, you've heard us talk about. Uh, what it means to love our neighbors, and that's unique in this season with physical distancing. So obviously there's uh, things that we have to figure out and safety protocols and caring for our volunteers and our congregation, but also understanding that this is uh, moving into a new season and a new reality uh, for a lot of people in our community, especially those that have had uh, little protective factors going into this, and um, that's really affected so many families and their ability to have stable housing and right. uh, food insecurity right. and all of these things. So yeah, just a little bit of what we've been up to. Uh, we'll we'll jump into that. But um, the desire has just been to to say, what does it mean to love our neighbor, and how can we do that well in this season? Yeah, Let, let's talk if we could. If we could start almost on the what are, what are some of the things? I'll, I'll say this. I'll brag on you, and I'll brag on our church. Uh, and the response that I've seen from our people, which honestly has been phenomenal. Um, I, I would say some of that is attached to like some of the work that you had done and Andy had done and we had tried to cultivate kind of in redemption as saying like this is who we are, this is important to us. Mm -hmm. So could you just kind of speak to like what, what do you think are some of the reasons why we were able to hit the ground running in, in a way that's, that's honoring to so many folks that have been really sacrificing a lot? Yeah, I think it's just relationships. Um, lots of coffee and Thai food dates, uh, pad Thai, and um, the- Can I get a shout out? <laughs> yes. we're gonna get sponsored. Yeah. We're gonna do it. Yeah. Um, so when all of this comes up or like releases us into a new season, then we can all have Thai food again together. But um, yeah, I think that it, it was literally just relationships. So really even before like, the national emergency and like Arizona and Governor Ducey's pro 
proclamation and then Mayor Evans and her um, yeah, proclamation for the city, we were getting phone calls just saying, hey, A, what do you guys need? Because we already know that you guys are, are loving our neighbors in lots of different ways. And um, how, how can I um, be a part of what you're doing? So that's just been like really cool and just blown away by the number of people that have reached out to us in our church, like in our friends and in our city. Um, some people who would never walk into a church building are saying, like, why are you doing what you're doing, and why are you um, in this space? And so it's just really cool to say Jesus loves you no matter what you, yeah. um, what building you walk into on a Sunday or if you don't go at all, and we just get to be in this together. And then the other piece is because we already have relationships with several partner agencies and with families in Sunnyside, um, as things were becoming more and more challenging, we just got to say, like, because we love you, we want to care for you. And as it becomes more challenging, more is being asked of us. So. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and, and I want you to know, like, you know, I asked that question to Kaylee, right? It, it's truly, and hopefully you know that enough about us, like, that wasn't like a, hey, we were crushing it, and so look at us continue to crush it. It's really, I, I meant it as an honor to Kaylee. To, to, to Andy, to people who've come before that team, um, and then honestly to the to so many of you, and hopefully you're watching these from time to time, or at least you hear that, hey, we love you, we're so thankful that we get to like serve alongside you, so thank you truly, like it's been awesome. So, um, okay, so we, we early on launched the community response team, uh, or the CRT as it's been called. Um, we've talked about it a bit, right, from time to time, so, uh, what is it? Why did we launch it? What's and what are some of the things that that team is doing now? Yeah, that's a lot of information. <laughs> so I'm gonna break it down a little bit. Uh, so community response team really, I texted Vince was like, we should do this. Uh, really before all, or when all of this was first starting. So as a, an extension of our deacons and people who are already uh, spiritually and emotionally caring for people in our church and our community, an extension of this to help with tangible support during this time. So um, we can talk about some of what that looks like, but really this is just people who have reached out to us or emailed us or said, hey, we know that something's going on and we want to be a part of it right. and we want to be united in caring for our city together. So. Yeah, and I think... It's not just us, right? Like there's no, others. The yeah. team has expanded beyond just redemption folk. Yeah. Which is which is awesome. Yeah. Would you share like a little bit about our collaboration with other churches? Yeah. For FMC. Yeah. Maybe you guys, uh, like, if you are part of Redemption, like you've heard us mention a couple of times, but man, we have we've been really excited because mm -hmm. uh, there's kind of this there's no official title to it, but it's kind of this Flagstaff Church collaboration. Uh, yeah. Vince really likes uh, alliteration, so lots of C's yeah. are floating around. I know the email I sent to all the pastors was the <laughs> the COVID Corona collaboration of Christian churches for Christ something like that. Yeah. It was it was amazing. ridiculous. And, you were uh, really proud of yourself for that. I know somehow people signed mm -hmm. up. So um, we have right now uh, officially eleven churches that mm -hmm. are kind of part of a, this collaboration, and then more that are kind of like hey you know we're they're doing stuff and involved but kind of you know what I mean like haven't. Said like yes, we're going to use the same platform or whatever. But gosh, it's been really encouraging. Not just because um, we're able to meet a wider scope of needs, mm -hmm. uh, the church gets to be unified in that. But then also, a lot of the conversation has shifted to like, hey, like Lord willing, COVID will go away, you know. And yeah. so like, will there be an opportunity for the church to continue to thrive as as God's people, as the church yeah. here in the city? Among and that's saying not because. 
uh, we check the differences at the door. It's like when we embrace the differences that we have amongst the other, uh, we often talk about the differences that exist amongst one another, but in the midst of that, we sort of write one God, there's one baptism, one spirit. So, um, so anyway, so that's been ever encouraging, right? So, um, okay, so I, there is a ton of stuff we could get into. Let me, I'm gonna try and break it down um, bit buckets. by bit in buckets. And so let's start with kind of the, what I, I don't wanna say it's the biggest bucket, but it seems like a ton of resource and time and energy uh, and partnership are going into this bucket right now. And that is the work that's happening up on the Native Nations uh, on the Hopi and Navajo reservations to be specific. Can you just, as you know, and, and don't feel like you need to be short-winded, I mean, share what you think would be helpful for people to know and why, why we think it's important that we get involved. Yeah, uh, I think it's important because we're humans and we are called to care and be in relationship with each other. Um, yeah, there's, I, we've talked about this a lot over the last few years and really have chosen to um, come behind people and local leaders that we trust and have relationship with to honor their leadership and to support them. And right. so kind of when all of this was starting to happen, again, it was kind of like, okay, well, what, what do you need? Local partners in the city and, and friends and people in our church and uh, uh, students at Indian Bible College at NEU that we have a relationship with. Like, what does this mean for you to care for your family? How can we strengthen you? And empower you as a local native leader to, to serve your communities right. and, and obviously there's there's politics and there's historical trauma and there's deep wounds um, in the church on the, the native nations and um, we want to make sure that we're honoring and that we are supportive and that in no way are we being the saviors in any situation we just want to help and we want to do that in a respectful and honoring way so kind of how that's looked right now is partnering with Tom and Delphina Johnson and really doing a comprehensive needs assessment. If you're a social worker, you'll like that term. Um, of, CNA. Of, <laughs> what, what does it mean? Like, what is the most critical need right now? And that is food. So there's already food insecurity in places. And the deeper into the res and the more isolated villages, there were um, already concerns about that. And then right. going into this time where right. there's added barriers and um, there's curfews and restrictions and uh, even more food insecurity. And then, um, yeah, honestly, so many families that work here in Flagstaff that support their families on the res have lost incomes or their um, incomes might have changed and fluctuated during this time. And so their support and being able to support their families back there has looked different. So again, like asking the right questions, I think we talk a lot about, it's not just what we do, but it's how we do it. Yeah, um, and so it's been a lot of conversations and uh, we were able to start with two senior centers on the Navajo reservation. Now we're expanding that to about six different locations, all through relationships with students and family members here in Redemption Flagstaff and in kind of a relationship with us through um, Indian Bible College and Kuklana Dorm. So really, really cool. And the, we're not the only ones doing stuff. Obviously, there's some really cool initiatives going on, but we're choosing to put our energy and our resources, both financially and time, um, into relationships and making sure that our families and their families are cared for well. Yeah, it's, it's honestly amazing work. Um, real quick, how, how does, if the people are part of the CRT, they've been getting requests, they know it. If the people are watching that aren't part of the CRT, uh, how can they help 
what would be a, a kind of specific push to them right now in regards to that? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, kind of a plug for the CR team. I think we're about 80 people right now. So kind of the rhythm of what that's looking like. We are getting a lot of requests coming in. I'm doing a lot of conversations and just kind of checking in with, with our partner agencies and our friends in the city. And then weekly, we're sending out one email. Supposed to be on Monday, but usually it's like midnight or Tuesday morning. Um, so that's kind of, if you want to opt into that and be a part of that, there's no pressure to meet every need on there. Obviously, that's that's huge, but we do want to present you with specific opportunities that we love and care yeah. about and partners we want to strengthen during this time. So if you want to be on that team, then you've already kind of been receiving that or you could be receiving that. We're also sharing on Facebook, um, so you'll see some stuff, kind of two different options. You can pick up any of those items that we're collecting um, that have been specifically requested and bring that to our church office. So kind of, uh, yeah, maybe we can even post it in the chat of this, but um, water and flour, applesauce, with, uh, soup with pull top containers, stuff that is easily accessible, canned meats, Vienna sausage, chicken, uh, spam. I've never bought so much spam in my whole life. That was a crazy opportunity. Um, you know, who, who knew I could buy 48 cans of spam in it's one It's legitimately day. like a concern of mine that like grieves my heart that we have a spam folder that's, for, that's like bad stuff. It's like, that's messed up. That's that your southern a, roots right there coming so, out. That's something, that's spam's good. Um, yeah, so you can purchase those items kind of when you're at the store doing your normal family shopping, but we also have put together kind of how to pack a kit. Um, so this is a really sweet way for you to disciple your kids and have a conversation of what does it mean when our neighbors have less than us? What does it mean um, to really physically um, care for and enter into yeah. suffering with our friends? Um, we, when we were taking some stuff out to the Native Nation last week, it was, um, yeah, just so hard to hear uh, friends sharing that they, they honestly didn't know how that they were going to feed their family. And so to be able to just say, hey, I can't solve everything, I can't feed everyone, but we can make a kit together. We can kind of feed a family together and seniors that are most vulnerable. So yeah, you have the option of kind of, hey, I'm just going to drop by these few items, or we're going to put together a whole box, and then we have that list, and we'll be posting that on Facebook and stuff like that, too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, a couple of the options. Oh, you know what? Pause. I'm just going to try to call me right now. Um, Some uh, technical difficulties over here. Oh, it's back. So, um, so anyway, so we're trying to, to to get funds for that people to pack boxes, and so again, I love that kind of that big audacious scary goal. So of course you do, and I'm yeah. over here like what? I know, but like, we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, yeah. and I think we're just um, this is one of those pieces of we're just honoring the relationships that we have, and we'll be doing this until someone tells us that that's not the current need. And so we do hope that like the relational value that we're building is honoring and coming along behind the local leaders to strengthen their villages and, and families. And, and we hope that that increases our relational engagement with them kind of past this crisis of food insecurity. So. Yeah, it's massive. If you go to the, um, the Spontaneous Sabbath Toolkit, there's a couple resources on there we'd encourage you to, uh, to, to pick up. And, and we can even get you some more. I think this season we've talked about uh, right, with service, yes, focus on gospel prayer, but could it be a season of learning as mm -hmm. well with some of the free time to pick up books and resources that we could better educate ourselves and, and, and the dynamics of our native neighbors uh, and 
not just history, but just really present day, and, and what does it mean for the beauty of the kingdom of God to be mm-hmm. present, right, in that community, what does it mean then for us as, as right, a Western white church, you know, in Flagstaff to, to be able to navigate those lines well. So anyway, you can stop by the toolkit and, and find some information on that or just let us know. So so really thankful for that work. Um, let, let's talk about the second piece um, that I wanted to address. So we've started, uh, so that's, you know, like that's away. It's, you know, it's not local Flagstaff. And then we're going super local Flagstaff, very kind of into the individuals. And so we've started posting on the Flagstaff by Barter Cell, Flagstaff Yard Sale. This is kind of on Facebook and said, hey, here's who we are. And then even most recently, the post was, hey, there's uh, 10 plus churches that want to serve you, give us your needs. And so we've had people just kind of come in and start sending us stuff. So could you share that? Just even if I was if I was a bystander and thinking like, hey, are we vetting that well? Like, how, how are we choosing what goes where? And we just throwing money. And so, you know, I mean, all the questions that might come from like, you're putting out a, a needs request to the whole city, you know? So like... Could you just talk about what FBBS is doing and uh, the fruit we're seeing from it and kind of just Mm -hmm. give an idea of that? Yeah, so really the heart was this just to be present in the city. And so we do have relationships specifically in our church and uh, we are, our office is located in Sunnyside. And so we have proximity and relationship to several of the agencies and families and, and, and schools here in this area. But really understanding that there are, are people in this that, are, that might not have any protective factors in any form of natural support. And I think that is where we want to exist and we want to strengthen them and care for them so that it doesn't get into this really desperate place, right? We want to help families be strong. Um, And that looks different in different contexts and in different ways, right? So we do that with our kids' ministry in unique ways, and we're doing that through this piece. So um, I I have a social work background, and so um, Vince makes fun of me all the time, but forms, I really like forms and color-coding things. Um, He's, like, rolling his eyes, but... So really the, the, the goal is that anyone who presents a need to us, I'm having a conversation with them to say, yeah, like, uh, like tell me what's going on. We're asking for honesty in that. And, and, and honestly, it's a, a really sacred honor to be invited into people's stories, especially when it feels so hard and broken and, and insurmountable, the hurdles that are going on right now. So, um, yeah, like to, to protect and, and to like honor those families well we're not going to share a bunch of details if you have any like specific questions then please let us know but really we're taking each situation and asking what they need and then really directing them towards any resources that the city and the county are providing in terms of rental assistance in terms of food assistance Flagstaff Family Food Center is doing an incredible job offering that FUSD is offering lunches for families so we're really making sure that they have as much natural support to increase their resiliency as possible. And then when there are specific things that we can help with, um, we <clears throat> we did have a situation with a single mama like asked for some help moving. And so um, what does that look like for her to be high risk in this time and care for her baby well? Like we can carry boxes or we can move a piano. And uh, some other situations have been just um, a, a, a several single mamas, honestly, and and losing income and what does that look like? Some people have reached out uh, requesting assistance with housing, and so connecting them with people in our church who might have Airbnbs that are closed right now. Like really being creative to be the church when we're not in a building. So what does it look like for me to use whatever resources I have yeah. to honor and to strengthen someone else? 
Um, and we have some incredible people that we're friends with that come to church on a Sunday, normally, obviously not right now, but, um, or sit in their room on a Sunday and hang out with us. So uh, what does it look like for us to be the body and really enter into um, care for people who are losing jobs, losing incomes, having children? Um, some people that have reached out are, are really um, medically fragile and they need support with grocery shopping. We've been working with the shelters to help strengthen some of their support as they increase and serve more and more people in our local community. So yeah, just some of those ways. So we're, we're taking every situation um, specifically and finding the unique fit to serve that family. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really good stuff. Um, again, if you are looking to help out, there's a lot of just that individual stuff, but but no, like our biggest drive in the midst of this, I think even this is a culture at Redemption, is like how do we, like it's it's not like we'll wait till Vincent Cayley sends you an email to do something, right? It's like, man, how, have you reached out to your neighbors? Um, do you know the people on your streets? Like, are your coworkers? Are we, are we engaging with the relationships that God's already put in our lives? And asking that question of us, hey, like, how are you truly doing? Can I pray for you? Is there anything I can help you with in this season? You know, this, yeah. this crazy church mind, they want to just come help you, you know, that type of thing. So, so a big part of this is, like, obviously, we're not going to hear about everything. A lot of you are already loving your neighbors well, and we love that. We come, can come alongside you in that. That's amazing. But, but really operating off of, uh, maybe you're familiar with this, but this kind of idea of a, a proximity principle of just saying like, hey, when someone comes with a need, it says you want to kind of start with your closest sphere of influence, you know, so if you're 22 and, you know, college student, well, you need to go to your parents before you, like, come, you know, but, like, talk to your parents and obviously, and then you kind of just work your way and through the community and then at some point, you know, like, seeing the corporate world be able to come in and the church world come in and so... It's been really amazing mm -hmm. to see how some of this has been met. So um, let, let's pivot then to kind of this third bucket, which is it's not like we stopped doing everything we were already doing. No. It's just we kind of added on this monster of a thing that was trying to care for needs in the midst of COVID. But foster care and adoption is, is still a thing. Kids are still being uh, displaced. Uh, they still need homes, right? Um, partners in the city that we support, they're still trying to do some of their work. So what does it look like for us to, in the midst of this new elephant, you know, like to yeah. care for all these things that we were still involved in? Yeah, um, I've, I've been just joking with some friends, like we're, we're all like growing in some areas we might not even want to be growing. And so um, it, as a public service agency and child welfare, there are really unique needs that they're um, having to address during this time of a global pandemic. So they are trying to um, adjust through that and figure out most things are moving online. Uh, so like for instance, um, for mandatory reporting, which is a situation if you uh, have a child or a friend that is under 18 that is um, in a situation that doesn't feel safe and you can call that into the hotline. And so um, nationally, that's down 60 to 70 percent. Wow. So when we talk about um, not just the, the, the quarantine being inconvenient or being like, wow, I can't get what I'm looking for at the grocery store, but then if you... Um, have a child or uh, a friend that is in a situation that they're quarantined with an abuser or someone who's not safe emotionally or physically, right. um, then that adds really unique and fearful things during this time. So the schools and uh, the faith community are usually 80% 
of the mandatory reports that come in. So those two things are shut down in their normal processes right now, which means there's a lot of people that um, would be advocating for kids that aren't able to. So when we talk about proximity, when we talk about being a neighbor to someone, like what does that mean to advocate for your neighbor? for help and for respecting that family and for asking for, for help, right? We all need help at different times and that looks differently how we seek that. Um, but again, we want to be proactive instead of reactionary. So kind of what that looks like and, and things of what we're doing, if you've been around a while, you know I could talk about this a long time. So um, condensing my thoughts a little bit here, but uh, kind of two things that we're really focusing on that, this time. We have foster families and kinship families and adoptive families in our church that are going through really unique things. Um, they're having visits online. So one of our families has 15 visits a week for the five kids that they have in their home. We have a single foster mom who has five children in her home right now. She's working from home, she has visits, and she has five kiddos with unique behavioral needs as well. So what does it really look to, to enter in and uh, be a part of that? We have a surprise, so I'm, I'm going to not say that what the surprise is, but we're just looking for tangible ways to love family, so we're going to roll out something this next week. But one thing is, um, if you, yeah. Um, one thing that we, like Vince and I have just been talking about is, this doesn't go away, this doesn't change, this doesn't lessen. If anything, we're expecting right. this to really increase. Right. Um, calls to the domestic violence hotline are up like over a thousand percent in some areas of our country right now. So the level of need is there and once we have more proximity with children, uh, the level of reports will go up which means that that affects us and the, and the children that need safe places to be. So um, totally cool, like we haven't even publicly been announcing this yet but we are, are still going to be having Arizona 127 orientation on May 12th. So. You'll see some of that coming up on Facebook and the toolkit and, and some invitation pieces of, if you've been around, you've heard us talk about this, but we all have a role to play. Vince likes the joke of, uh, if you're a college student, like you can't foster in your dorm room, it's not appropriate, and that's weird. Especially now, because <laughs> Especially now. So. so probably, actually now, college students, you probably could, if you can convince your parents to... Yeah, but let's not like <laughs> encourage that. Um, so that's not your role when you're in college, but you can make a meal, you can help babysit, not right now, but in other moments of time. Um, you can help with our parents after and out, right? We want to present other opportunities for you to care for families and strengthen them. Um, we each have a role to play. And so really cool during this time, we've had three families reach out um, asking about what does it mean to become a foster parent during this time, right? Um, I was like, yeah, totally Jesus, and I'm super emotional, uh, but just ex exciting that we have this conversation, and this is a part of the heartbeat of who you are, or who we are as a church, and hopefully an invitation for you to join us. Um, and so, yeah, if you're interested in learning more about becoming a CASA, which is a court-appointed special advocate, or uh, becoming a foster adoptive family, or making meals for a family. Um, really, if you want to care about families at all in our community, please join us on May 12th at the orientation. Again, we'll share a bunch of stuff on there. Uh, Vince and I will be <laughs> hanging out doing the slides together on Zoom, so you know it's gonna be a fun time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, the foster and adoptive stuff is, again, like, and the stats that we often hear about, I mean, they're just, there's brutal, 
um, obviously the stories that you then share because you know more of the real, hey, this happened today, you know what I mean? So they're, they're heavy and they're weighty. And I think what encouraged me so much about like, hey, we have three new families that want to kind of get involved in, in potentially fostering. It is just, it, for me, it's like very incarnation based. Mm -hmm. Like it's Jesus, right, like came to earth. He had, right before he got here, like he had everything. Life was mm -hmm. great with his perfect community that is the Godhead. And then he came into this mess and this squalor. And it wasn't mm -hmm. like, oh, this is, like Jesus didn't come down and say, oh, this is so much harder than I thought. Mm -hmm. Let me retreat. But rather was, Right, even Hebrews saying, like, no, no, he had been tempted and tested in every way possible, so there's nothing we can't bring to him. And in that same sense of my hope and my prayer is that in this, that, that the Spirit is forming his church, mm -hmm. and not just redemption, right, but his, his people mm -hmm. here in our city, um, to say, like, hey, in the midst of this, would it so be that God is refining us to catch a glimpse of, of difficulty, of, of pain, in a bit to like move us in empathy towards the least of these and those that are truly hurting. Mm -hmm. um, where, where then the response isn't, it isn't like, well, let me hold on to my stuff, right? It's like, let me give even more away and let me lay down more of my life, you know? Which again, sure, it's like, if I just preach for a second, like that is so mm -hmm. counterculture, just like everything in us wants to say, no, 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 like we need to save, we need to hoard, we need to be secure and be comfortable. Um, and everything in the gospel says like, yes, that's all true, but it happens in Jesus. Yeah. So then you can just lay everything else out on the table. Yeah. I think that's been like just so beautiful during this time is again, it's not something new that we're doing. Like really none of this is new. I mean, uh, some of the... Some practical stuff, the right. logistics and yeah. But in how we're caring and why we're caring and the way we're doing it, like that is the, the ethic, I think, of who we are called to be because Jesus loves so beautifully. It, it, it doesn't matter that I'm inconvenienced. It might feel uncomfortable. It might be painful even, and it might feel awful at times, but it is so beautiful that we get to be allowed to enter into this with each other. And I yes. think... Um, yeah, like I, just the, the stories that I get to see and the, the text that I get and like honestly that it is the best part of, of doing this job and being in, in this role is just being able to be on the front lines of people loving people really well. And so there's there's so many people that we could do shout outs to right now and, and if I did then I would get phone calls asking that we don't share those publicly because <laughs> yeah, people yeah, are, are, yeah. are asking not to be celebrated um, and like in an arrogant way like we want to celebrate them because they love Jesus and they're loving their neighbors well um, but so many people that are doing amazing things in our community and directly in our neighbors um, that have impacted me uh, have just done it because they love Jesus and they love me and that's been like incredible to be able to see during this time of intense suffering and loss and pain and insecurity and unknown and not not knowing where paychecks or food or housing would be looking like in a month but um, we get to be in this together and, and that's one thing I really hope that we continue through this and on the other side like we aren't going back to a normal before like we will have to yeah, refigure right. this out but I hope that the ethics and the desire and the unity that we are together um, grows in this season and into the next season. Yeah, massive. I'm gonna do some. Um, I there. 
there's so much stuff going on. Uh, there's a lot more, you know, so other partners that we continue to work with in the city and support and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I want to just do a quick uh, segment that we do on Tuesdays really with Anthony and I. Anthony and I always do a segment on Tuesdays called uh, Rapid Fire Questions. And so I'm going to ask you five rapid fire questions. They're just literally off the top of my head. Uh, and just to get to know you a little bit in the season, I think it's important everybody knows who you are. Um, this thing is, this thing so is getting tens of views. And so. Wow. Um, so no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, so, first question What is your favorite food to eat so much that you would eat it three meals a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for the next 11 years? <laughs> Um, I mean, duh, pad thai, um, lunch menu for sure. So any of those things on the lunch menu, but most particularly, so yes. You're picking a whole genre. Uh huh. Okay, what if I said it had to be one dish from the lunch menu? Um, um, from the lunch menu, uh, pad thai, I've heard, pad thai. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken too. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're a bit too many times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's good. So that's the first. Second rapid fire question. This is actually a trivia question. Okay. Okay. Uh, Josh and I, Josh Simon, Amy's husband, mm -hmm. are both massive Liverpool soccer fans. Okay. I'm gonna look like a really okay. awful friend. Okay. What color is their is their main uniform? Oh, red. Yeah. So that was easy. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask me the name someone was going to say. Totally in 1974. Like, oh. uh, no. So um, that's great. Okay, next rapid fire question. Um, if you could leave today to go anywhere for 36 hours, where would you go? 36 hours. Um, you're going to laugh, but uh, obviously on a kayak somewhere that has water. Yeah. Probably Colorado. Colorado kayak. Yeah. And you could just zoom, 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 like, zoom there, though. You zoom can just zoom to Colorado. So like, you wouldn't be like, hey, I'm going to do the or go down to like. I mean, there's like time zone thing, and if it's right now, like. No, no, but like you're zoomed, you're just out there. Oh, like oh. you're just all of a sudden you're there. You um, have to travel. Oh, if I'm just like picking a random place, yeah. I would go. So I lived in Uganda and Kenya for a few years, and so I would go to the source of the Nile in Uganda. There's like monkeys in the trees, and kind uh, of hang out next to the Nile. That sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. Are the monkeys in denial there? <laughs> I like totally set that up for you. Good job. Um, okay, two more questions. This next question is, if there was one staff member at Redemption Flagstaff that you had to fire, who would it be? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Absolutely. No, no, no. If there was one staff member at Redemption Flagstaff right now, and it's extended staff, so picture everyone that's on Slack, okay? Um, there's like 20 people on that. If there's one staff member of that 20 that you had to give a foot rub to, who would it be? This is such a weird question. Why? You hate giving foot rubs. I know. Um, I'm not. That's why I'm not. I'm not the one doing it. Um, Andy. Andy. Yeah, for sure. Andy with a Y. Um. I'm just kidding. Uh, mm -hmm. Hey, Andy. Andy. Okay. Last question. Rapid fire. Um, what has been the most difficult and hard part of this COVID season in your role right now? That super sucks. You know, I'm gonna cry again saying this. Um. Yeah, I think, um, do you want me to answer like on the personal note or like in my role here? Either one. Yeah, um, 
And the reason why I'm asking, I know it's a heavy question, and so yeah. I'll give you a second to think about it, just in the sense of, we can come on here and we can just be like, look at all the stuff we're doing, and everything's amazing, and you guys are doing so great. But this, this is like real stuff. And I see you day in and day out laboring, and not day in and day out, but, some, but every other day in and every other day out crying. <laughs> and, and I'm in that with you. And so I, I do think it's important, and I can share a bit too, of just some of the weightier part of this, because it is, it's easy for us to come on this live thing and, and have fun and laugh and stuff, but it is a, it is a serious thing. We're so proud of the work that you're doing. So I, but I know there's a weight to it, and so I think it's important people do also to that. So. Yeah. I think to share, like, in my, in my role, and then um, kind of personally, but, uh, yeah, you, you see me when I get, like, the really hard phone calls, and I'm just, like, at my desk, and, like, like, Jesus, at, like, please come quickly. Like, I can't. Right. No, totally. Yeah, like, the, the answers feel so out of reach, or, like, I, I don't even know how to help. I don't even know what to ask, or, like, even what to pray for sometimes, and so, um, yeah, I think, like, just this dear Jesus moment uh, of not, like, a cuss word, well, maybe, but, like, <laughs> right. but this, like, right. Jesus, like, this has to be you because it can't be me. Like, as, as, as much as, like, you joke about I'm awesome or, you know, we, we have great relationships and we have uh, a, a resources of value, of time, of money, like, none of that is enough to fix any of this. Um, we oh, just get to right. be a part of, of caring, right? And I can deliver toilet paper, or I can buy a car seat, or I can deliver a bed, or I can make a meal, or I can answer a phone call and be on there for two and a half hours. Like, those are things that, like, okay, Jesus, like, I, I, I can't fix this, but I can be in this, and I can allow you to present opportunities um, to share and, like, to be together. Yeah. So I don't know. No, that's good. I didn't cry on that one. I'll probably cry on this one. But yeah, I think um, I, I'm not married and the, during this season of singleness and I'm so blessed to live with a family with loud and rowdy kids. Um, but it, it has been like really hard to navigate these questions of like uh, loneliness and like deep um, what that what that means. Like if something was to happen or right like um if i was to get sick what, what would that mean um like super pessimistic things that vince is gonna like roll his eyes out if i say it but like you know what, what does this mean if something was to happen to me and someone would need to make decisions about my life or, or you know all those type of things um so i think yeah just like how how to be together and how to like honestly share that it feels awful like a lot of the time um yeah, and, and how to reach out and, like, acknowledge that and cry over Zoom or cry over another FaceTime. Um, but just to say, like, this feels awful and heavy. Um, and I think personally, we, I've talked to just a lot of friends recently about this, but, like, sleep has been awful. Like, I'm not sleeping. Um, and so what does it mean to, like, physically feel rest and, like, feel able to, like, go into the next day when... Um, the, the physical rest isn't happening is, is, is hard to figure out. Right. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's not just, so because it's always that, that truth of like when we're vulnerable, and I'm like God's worst example of this, but I know it, I know cognitively uh -huh, it's uh -huh. true. Like, That's why that you need to yeah, yeah, yeah. to make you cry um, more often. But like when, when we're vulnerable, right, there's the invitation there for other people to be, mm -hmm. I, I think, 
that there can be this sense of like, hey, we're doing it and we're fine, you know, and this is coming to an end, or and who knows if that's even true, or what what angle we're on on this slope or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's going to, I think because of everything that I mean, our whole lives have been turned upside down. There, there needs to be this rightful place for like pain and sadness and lament to exist, yeah. right? And so again, I just thank you for sharing that because I think it invites us all into that same place. And then specifically for our, our single friends that are that are feeling that exact same thing. And honestly, and then you know, like married couples who are feeling that same thing while being married, you know. And so just again, um, from Kaylee and I, you know, and the rest of our staff and elders and, and at the church, you know, like you're very loved. Um, mm -hmm. We're so thankful to be able to be family with one another. Um, what we had the opportunity to talk about today is just kind of some of the family business, you know, and just like this is what we do. And um, and it can sound like we're just blowing smoke when we say like when we try and direct all the attention to, to you and to the church and, and, and what you all are doing and our amazing partners, what they're doing. Um, but, but truly, like, none of this is, is worth doing without you. It's worth doing because God has, like, even as we're saying the Lord's Prayer, mm -hmm. it's, it's our Father, if there's the constant us, and yeah. it's always we, you know, language of, Lord, we pray to you that you would bless us as a community, that we would be faithful. So, um, so that being said, Kaylee, thank you for spending time with us today. We're going to wrap up here and just, uh, again, invite you to... Um, if you're looking to get more involved and to serve our city, you can just send us a message, uh, jump in onto our spontaneous uh, Sabbath toolkit, which is on our webpage, uh, which is flagstaff.redemptionaz.com, and sign up for the, the CRT. If you have needs, and we keep saying this, but um, we, we, we think the Bible is clear that the number one responsibility of the church yeah. is the church. Like, we're here to serve you. Um, primarily, and then and then others. Like it's it's never either or. It's always both and. But that is that is a primary responsibility of the church. So, church, if you have things that you need, and um, that's what we're here. Yeah, and that doesn't have to be. I mean, that can be toilet paper. The amount of toilet paper I bought recently is pretty astronomical. But like the reality of like we we've been sharing about the text and prayer. We've been sharing about ways to interact during service. Like like when we talk about loneliness. Like even on Easter, I found that like. Wow, this is such a weird thing to be sitting alone in my bed, <laughs> buffering um, our Easter service and like not and really grieving not being together. So and like those emotional uh, needs and the, the spiritual connection, like please allow us to be together in that. So if you're not connected to an RC or a mentor, like please reach out to Vince and I or Anthony. Like we want you to be in a relationship with us. It might feel weird. It might feel awkward. We're all totally comfortable getting weird phone calls <laughs> or texts message from people we don't know like please 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 don't be alone yeah um, shout out to everyone who comments just say Tom and Brandon we love you guys too Tom you're you're a rock star it's very kind of you uh, Brandon yeah love you guys Taylor Pam Frank Jono Shirley Caitlin Tom Brandon Angela and anyone else we missed that just popped on for a minute you're very loved and the rest of you might watch this later thanks so much for spending all time with us and we'll hopefully see you Sunday morning 10 a.m. Uh, as we get into the Word together and continue our series in the Lord's Prayer, looking at a wonderful and amazing part of the text in prayer, which is forgive us our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. Jesus, be with us. Be with our family in Christ's name. Amen. I'm going to come around now. Kaylee has to stand here awkwardly. It's awkward. I'm just going to do the Miss Universe Bye, guys. Let's.